Live from a cigar store near you, it's the Cigar Authority with your host, Tommy Grella. Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. Tommy is a Scorpio. He likes biking and he's never been laid. Chuck Morrison. He's a really nice guy, you know, but I'm pretty sure that he is a serial murderer. <laughs> and the worldwide authority on everything cigar. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. David Garofalo. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. This is the Cigar Authority. And we are live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire this week. Our phone number, 617-237-1234. I'll say that number again, 617-237-1234. This is the Cigar Authority, a two-hour weekly show about the finer things in life that definitely include, especially, premium cigars. Not only are we the experts on them, but we are the authority. This week and every week, we drink eat and smoke and we'll tell you all about it gentlemen don't touch that dial it's time for the finer things in life it's time for the cigar authority giddy up giddy up (laughs) as i recover from the big 25 uh year anniversary that we had i'll remind you once again the show that we did live from the 25th anniversary of two guys smoke shop will air october 23rd live from that undisclosed location uh where we had it it was a great show i actually watched it i tuned in it was good uh, although I didn't have a lot to do with that show, uh, just a few minutes at the beginning, there was interviews and uh, with some of the greatest guys in the cigar business. So we can look forward to that once again, October 23rd. But this week we smoke some new cigars and we'll be joined by some interesting people. Tommy Greller is not here again. He's having a, a rough time at uh, his new business um, in the restaurant business, and it's going to be tough for him. So we decided that we're going to bring in a couple of guest hosts each and every week. And the guest hosts will not necessarily be famous. Famous people by any means, they're people that I would find around the cigar store. And they could be from any walks of life, and we'll show you that, um, you know, different people of different age groups of uh, from different stores, um, completely different backgrounds and stuff, uh, have a uh, similarity, which is premium cigars and how uh, that's the greatest part of it, is the camaraderie that happens with premium cigars, and we'll learn about that as we bring different guest hosts in each, each and every week. So this week, our guest host will be Slater Martin and Jim Falzone, so they'll come on uh, right after the next break and do it with us, and we'll smoke cigars together, and we'll talk about them and talk about the uh, cigar business as a whole. That could be fun. And and Chuck is here um, just for about an hour. Yeah. And then he's headed off to B.C. because B.C.'s playing Notre Dame. Yeah, another circus act. Another <laughs> circus. And uh, you're going to be doing the sound or the video uh, for it? Video, TV. TV for, for, for that. So uh, we'll lose you in an hour. Two-hour show. It's tough to hang on to talent, I'll tell you that. We're having a tough time here. Well, anyway... you know, uh, we, we, we do the show every single week in a cigar store because we have to smoke cigars. That's the uh, the key thing. So um, we're doing it live this week from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. If you're driving around the Nashua area and you want to stop by and come in and uh, see what it's all about, please stop in uh, to Two Guys Smoke Shop on Spitbrook Road and uh, at the corner of Daniel Webster Highway here in Nashua, New Hampshire. Right off the highway, by the way, right off Route 3. Actually, good location right here. Uh, uh, I'd like to welcome in the four stations picking us up live on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. It's WWZN 1510 The Zone in Boston, WGHM 900 The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, WARL, which is Positive Energy, 
1250 AM in Providence, Rhode Island, and WGAM, 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. Thank you, those folks that are joining us in. Also, they're catching us on video streaming across the globe on Ustream.tv with our new high-definition video camera that comes in and zooms in. Pretty cool if you want to do that. If um, you, you want to check that out some other time, that is available to you at any time on the CigarAuthority.com. You can go back and check past um, shows. Also uh, podcasted on Podbean. Dot com at any time. You can download that and take that at your leisure. So enough with that. Let's uh, begin smoking a cigar, and we'll bring the other guys in later on, and we'll get right into that cigar with them, too. This is a new cigar called Swag. <laughs> now, this is an interesting cigar because I hadn't had it before. We had one sample of this, and Chuck, you're the guy that, that yeah. got to smoke it. So I, coming back from the trade show, um, I had all these different samples that I, that I uh, didn't have a chance to smoke because you can't smoke them all at these trade shows. So I took it back. I had one sample of this, and, and Chuck's the one that got to smoke it. Yes. And he said, I love this cigar. So based on I love this cigar from you, we took the brand on, and here oh, it wow. is. Wow, wow. Finally showing up. And uh, here, get one for Gracias, you. man. I'll be buying a box of this. I'll tell you that right now. And I'm going to take one for me and uh, the guys that are coming in, Slater and Jim that's coming in. And this is a, uh, I found some information about it. This is a Dominican cigar, not only a Dominican cigar, but a puro Dominican cigar. Well, now, what does that mean? It means it's pure Dominican. That's every part of the cigar is, is from the Dominican Republic. The okay. wrapper, filler, and binder is all Dominican. I'm going to use a brand-new cutter that just came into us, which is a Zycar V-cutter. Oh, look at that. This is $49.95, and uh, like all Zycar products, it's guaranteed for life. And uh, not something I typically use, a V-cutter. I like a straight cut, but um, it's brand-new. It's all made of metal. Give Let's that see. a try. It's beautiful. Look, look, at, look at the cut it gives. A oh, real, wow. A real sharp V. Yeah, let's see if we can get in on that. Yeah, there we go. Look at that camera. Like, like, <laughs> like a cat's eye, right? Yeah. I've never seen a cut like that, ever. Yeah. So uh, I'm usually concerned that I'm not going to get a good drawer out of a V cut, but it seems to be good. Okay. And I'm going to use uh, for my lighter today the burner. Which is like a burner. Alec Bradley put this this out. Another uh, fifty dollar item, forty nine ninety five. It does it quick. Wow. Okay, let me tell you about this cigar. Be think, honest too. I want your honesty. Just yeah, because I like hey, it doesn't mean you're going to like it. You know. I, I bought it on your say so, <laughs> but uh, it is uh, Habana Cuba is the name of the cigar company, which is, uh, they make the Olivero cigars that you may have seen before. And this is a, a brand new Dominican Puro cigar line called Swag, S-W-A-G. Swag refers to the um, the little freebies, the premiums that you get in in uh, when you buy things and stuff. You get a free light, a free cutter. So they're going to do something on that, on that end of it that you're going to actually buy these cigars. And I don't know how you're going to end up doing it with the, with the cigar bands or what it's going to be, but eventually there's going to be free product or 
or free something you're going to get with this. So at the beginning, if if you buy it, I'd, I'd hang on to the cigar bands because I don't I don't know how it's going to be, but I I imagine that's what's the way it's going to go. So right. I'm not sure, but it's an all Lajero cigar, meaning Lajero is the top part of the plant. So it's all Dominican, and then the top part of the Dominican plants, and it's all in the same tobacco field in the Dominican Republic. Hmm. Raphael Nordell, who's the president of um, Havana, Cuba, Olivero Cigar Company, joined forces with Jose Blanco, which is a personal friend of mine, Hochi Blanco, veteran cigar uh, maker there in the Dominican Republic. He has teamed up with Lito Gomez from La Flor Dominicana and actually owned this 120-acre tobacco field. So this is where they took all the tobacco from it. So this is a, a collaboration of some top, top guys that put this cigar together. If you think of a Dominican Puro cigar, you got to think of Opus X, for instance. That was the first all-Dominican cigar that came out. Now I know Lito Gomez is doing all-Dominican cigars. But those cigars tend to cost a lot of money. You're looking at $10 and up for those. This particular cigar runs from $550 to $675. Um, this, this is the infamous, it's called, in uh, this size, which is a 6 by 54, runs 659. Now, I'll tell you where, where that came from. The infamous is actually the son of Ralphion Nordell. Um, he is um, uh, a Grammy Award winning producer. He uh, produces for Little Wayne, the. Um, yeah, the rapper. The rapper that's actually currently in jail. Is he uh, back in jail? Yeah, he's Surprise! In jail. <laughs> I, I checked on that yesterday. I said, Gee, I wonder what this guy's doing. And it's, I think it's 5 to 10. I'm not sure, whatever oh, it is. <laughs> So, you know, he's, he's living the life uh, of, of the rapper, I guess. But, no, the, the, they say he's coming out soon or something, and he, he's hot as can be right now, and it'll yeah. probably be hotter when he gets out, you know. So uh, there's also a guy, uh, Travis McCoy, that he's handling right now from the gym class heroes, whoever they are. That's a, that's a band. I'm, really, I'm, I'm an old dude, man. That's I, all right. don't know, I don't know who these guys are. <laughs> but um, the, the son of Raphael, um, they, they made this size for him, and they called it Infamous. Hmm. And I'll tell you, 659, a lot of tobacco and all Dominican. I'm going to just get into it now. We'll see how it tastes. It's, um, it's supposed to be a very full-bodied cigar. Being, being an all hero all-Dominican cigar, Dominican tends to be a milder cigar, but when you get into all hero and you get, especially from the farms that Lito Gomez produces, it's, it's going to be full-bodied. That's what they say about it so far. I'm not getting that. Yeah. It's not it's not so strong for me yet. Uh, and and uh, it's 12 noon here in New England. Um, I've had one cigar so far today. I don't want very, very strong right now. Can you say what you had? What did I have? I had a sample of something I haven't had yet, so okay. I, don't, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but uh, it, it didn't make the cut, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, being a cigar store owner and a buyer of cigar stores, people tend to think I smoke the greatest cigars in the world. I smoke the worst crap you could ever imagine. I smoke the things that don't make the shelf. Hmm. I decide this is not good enough for the amount of money it is or what it is and decide we have 1,100 brands that are in here. We can't carry wow. every brand. It's a lot of brands, but lots and lots of cigars are produced. Samples come to me all the time, and we turn down a lot of them. This is, this is one I'm turning down, whatever it was, and... Uh, I smoke a lot of crap. I smoke the crap that never gets to the shelf. I'm doing this for you, hmm. you the viewer and listener. I have to smoke the crap so you don't. <laughs> and uh, you know, sometimes I get it wrong, and we end up. I, I love to get in ground floor of a new brand. 
If a cigar is good, we want it right from the get-go. We want, we want it. I, you know, I'm really into it myself, and uh, I, I do a pretty good job as far as picking uh, the next hot cigars that are out there. But sometimes one gets past the goalie for sure. Really? And you know, I didn't think a cigar was so good, and all of a sudden it starts getting attention. And I call the company up and say, "Send me another sample," and I try it again, and I say, "You know what? It isn't that bad." Yeah. Or uh, I missed it. You know, so uh, I try not to miss them, but I'm pretty sure the cigar I had earlier today. <laughs> I didn't miss. You know what else I like about what, what you do, Dave, is, is the blind testing that you do with your employees. That's that's yeah, very... And, uh, and they do it to me. Yeah. We when, we when we smoke a cigar, typically there isn't a cigar band. If you see me in a cigar store and I'm smoking a cigar without a band and someone says, what are you smoking? I don't know. It's something we carry in the store, but, uh, you know, uh, the band has a lot of... Uh, Subconscious flavor to Absolutely it. Absolutely, it does. It, it, it'll mess you up. You know, you'll, you'll see a band brand name on it. You'll automatically know you like the cigar. Therefore, you'll, you you like the brand name, so you like the cigar. You smoke a cigar without a cigar band on it. Now you're really letting your taste buds determine whether the cigar is good or not. And it keeps you sharp, and it keeps my employees sharp. And uh, you know, we we don't want to be subjected to the cigar band, which has the most flavor than any wrapper or anything. It, it, it messes with your mind. That's for sure. So anyway, moving along, uh, you know, we'll keep smoking the cigar along it, and it'll be interesting to see what the uh, the co-hosts are going to think and um, see how well we are. To there's no doubt it's a well-made cigar, so uh, you're off the. Hook. I like it. I you're like off, it. Yeah. This is this. Uh, it's just I guess the flavor. It's, it's as you remember it. Yeah. Uh, a little different actually. I really? Think I might have smoked it. Was it the size? Is this size? I felt no. it was a little smaller than well, that they, I had. They have uh, four different sizes. This okay. Is, this is the uh, next to the biggest. The biggest is a 6x60 called Ego, which you'll need an Ego to smoke a 6x60, <laughs> I guess. This is the infamous 6x54. They have something called Lavish, which is 6.5x54. I think that was the one I had, Lavish. That oh, sounds familiar. Okay, and then it's called a Quickie, which is 5.5x42. Hmm. So a little smaller and obviously a quickie. Help me out real fast here, Dave. Yeah. Five, five and a half by 42. What is that, what five, is that telling us? Five and a half inches long. So that's easy enough to figure. Now, the ring gauge, which is the 42... A ring gauge is 1 64th of an inch. So a 64 ring gauge would be one inch. Oh, okay. Okay. In diameter. Across. Right. One, one inch across. That's, that's a thick cigar, right? Yeah. So a 6 by 60 is almost an inch across. Wow. A, um, a 42, obviously smaller. Mm. Um like a Corona would be a Lonsdale, a Corona, a, a, a typical regular thick cigar, that, that, you know, a Churchill-sized cigar or yeah. a Robusto cigar, cigar is a 50. So this is, the 42 is smaller than that, not the, okay. the 60 that is the giant size. So, uh, yeah, I forget sometimes to even mention that, but, uh, you know, I rattle off these numbers like, like uh, we all know. You probably do. I'm just a, right. a, a, no, a it's good. idiot. It's good. It's good that you say that anyway. So uh, today is October 2nd, and I want to bring... Uh, some um, special things that happen over the years on October 2nd. Uh, I have a uh, birthday for my daughter, uh, Gianna, October 4th, this Monday. It's Sweet 16 for her. Oh, wow. And we made this, the brand La Gianna Havana that's been out for actually 16 years uh, on Monday uh, to celebrate when she was born. That's the cigar I handed out. 
Oh, cool. You know, the cigar store owner owns a cigar store. When you when you have a baby, everybody says, hey, you got a cigar, you got a cigar. I needed about 4000 wow. at the time. So uh, instead of just uh, opening a, uh, a bunch of boxes of cigars, we made a brand for it. Just to, uh, you know, I had a baby. Here's the cigar, La Gianna. That's so And cool. her name is Gianna. And uh, we never stopped making it. That was 16 years ago. So it's pretty cool. Natural and Maduro now. Um, six sizes of each. And here it goes. Continues on, so wonderful. I made it for my taste buds. If you're wondering what my taste buds were 16 years ago, the natural is a very, very, very mild cigar. Hmm. I've beefed up a little bit. I still love mild cigars, though. But I've beefed up a little bit as it gone on. And we made a Maduro a few years ago, and the Maduro version is a little heavier, um, more to my liking yeah. as of today. So after a while, your taste buds change. There's no doubt about it. Or maybe it, it got semi-burnt out as it went on. But uh, today, October 2nd, is also uh, Gandhi's birthday. Hmm. Uh, he's celebrating his birthday. Uh, he was born, oh my God, 1869, Gandhi. Wow. Um, uh, Groucho Marx, the famous cigar smoker from way back. Uh, Julius Henry Marx, that was his real name. They called him Groucho. You know him from Duck Soup and Animal Crackers and all that stuff in the 40s and 50s. You bet your life, always smoking a cigar. And, uh, you know, I, he's an icon, I think, of that smokes cigars. And uh, today, How long did he live till? Any idea? He lived till 87. See, that, there you go. 87 years old, he was a big cigar smoker, always had a cigar in his mouth, and lived to 87 in in, in, in those years. I mean, people didn't live to 87, so yeah. there's still the belief that uh, a couple cigars a day are actually uh, calms you down. Proven, man. You up. It's been proven time and time again. Uh, remember uh, remember who uh, George McFarlane is? You're, you're a younger guy. I don't even know. George McFarlane. George McFarlane. He was on our gang, Little Rascals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he was spanky. 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 It's, it's uh, uh, he died in 1993 anyway. But childhood star. Um, yeah, sure. George Spanky McFarlane. Today's his birthday, and um, Peanuts, the comic strip by Charles Schultz. Remember that? Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, featuring Charlie Brown, Lucy Linus. Here we are. Oh yeah. So, All right, now it's coming back. This is their 60th uh, anniversary today. Today. Charlie Brown. Today is their 60th anniversary. So happy birthday to um, Peanuts and Charlie Brown. I love Brown. their Christmas specials. Right. I do. I still to this day. I love that my favorites are the teachers. Wah, 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 wah. Never gets old. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's the, uh, the famous... Um, who was that that played that? Line, was it Linus? Yeah, he was the piano yes, player, right? Yes, Linus. So uh, also uh, today is the premiere of the um, TV uh, show The Twilight Zone. The Twilight it, Zone. It, it, it for the first time in 1959. <laughs> hey, this producer's good. He's right on top of it. So wait, it's the premiere of the Twilight Zone, like a remake? No, the first Twilight Zone that ever came on came on today in 1959. That was that was the premiere of it. So great song. I mean, this this goes in a time capsule. Absolutely. Uh, You know, uh, you know Kelly Ripa from uh, Regis and Kelly. Of course. Oh yes. So today's her birthday. How old is she? Twenty. She's actually she's probably in her thirties. Thirty-one. She's 40. Get out of here. She's 40. I met her before. She is a bony, very, very thin, very, very thin girl. Looks better on TV. Really? Yeah. Really? Very, very thin. How old is she? 40 today. Wow. She, she looks good for 40. She looks really good. She, so when, when's the wall? They start hitting the wall about now? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. 
Um, Don McLean. Do you know who he is? Don McLean. Oh, man. Sing, no. a, sing a songwriter, Don McLean. He's 65 today. Any idea who he is? No idea. Don McLean. Should I know him? Yeah, you, you probably know the song. American Pie. Bye bye, Mr. Oh, American my Pie. God, yes. All right. Duh. Black and Blue Four Heart Club here. I know that. Yes. There we go. Don McLean. All right. There we go. What, Four, what year did this song come out? Uh, You're the, the old 70s. DJ. I, I would say 70, uh, 72. We're guessing about 72. All right. All right. So today's his birthday. He is uh, born in 1945. He's 65 today. Wow. So he's a senior citizen. <laughs> and speaking of uh, singer-songwriters, um, the world's most famous, let me say this first, the world's most famous policeman of all time. World's most famous policeman. Oh. Sting. Sting. <laughs> Policeman, right? From the band The Police. Nice. So uh, today's his birthday. How old Sting today? Wow, very good. 59. Wow. 59. These guys are getting old. They are good. As we all are. As we all are. So that's He's still got it, though. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. definitely still got it. Oh. Where'd you drop? Oh. Dropped all my papers here. <laughs> I can't go on. You know, I, gotta, is, I have to talk for two hours, and I need some help. <laughs> this thing is 59. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Still rocking, though. He, he is. He, he is. just released an album, was it last year? I forget. But. Yeah. So anyway, those are some of the things that happen. And as I said, uh, there's no Tommy Grella, so I have to be very, very prepared with a lot of uh, stuff to read just in case I run out of words to say. So he's he's in the restaurant business now, which is appropriate. I mean, that's a passion but for that, his. That, and that's where he belongs. That's where, what he loves. And uh, he's always got a seat open for him, I told him. Whenever you got a chance to come in and pop in and, and help out and you have something to say about cigars or something. Because I want his opinion on swag. Yeah. You know? I, I, I like the cigar, Dave. I, I, I feel like the first one I had was a little bit uh, different. Maybe it's heavier, I guess, would be the word to use, well, but I, maybe, I do and maybe, enjoy this. Maybe it was because of the size. Mm -hmm. um, the um, And typically, I'm, I'm catching this up a little bit on the uh, on the wrapper burning stuff. Dominican, Dominican wrapper burns slower, has a slower combustion rate the end the filler and binder so sometimes you got to catch up you're doing okay there okay nine i little i need a little catching up to do with that um and, and that's the only negative thing i can say on it and it's not negative nothing wrong with catch, catching up your catching up with your cigars and things can i ask you another stupid question yeah you just made me think no, of no stupid questions here uh different sizes of cigars does yeah. that have an effect on taste and if so i mean will it make it heavier or wow. lighter or okay i made a mistake there are stupid questions no i'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding. uh no it does have a uh, an effect on taste. The thinner you get on a cigar, the hotter the cigar will burn. The thicker, the cooler. All right. Now, on lengthwise, the shorter, the more robust the flavor. They call it robusto. The shorter cigars, it's robust. As soon as you light it up, boom, there's the taste right away. Mm. You get into a bigger Churchill-sized cigar, it takes a while to filter itself through before you end up building it. So as you smoke a, a Churchill cigar, it actually should change and build up in strength as it goes on. Makes as a, sense. As opposed to a, a robusto. So, okay, we're going to take a short break. and we come back, we're going to bring in, finally, our co host and that's going to be Jim and Slater and uh, we'll talk to them about uh, when they got into uh, liking cigars and things like that and uh, we'll see what they think of swag so stick around everybody we'll be back in just a couple of minutes you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority radio network
Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs. Looking to grow your business or increase sales? Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with the Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. And the Terriers in overtime will come away with a 5-4 victory. Hi, this is Bernie Corbett, voice of Boston University Hockey. Join me and former BU captain Tom Ryan as the proud tradition of BU hockey continues. Wasowski Rister on a goal, and the Terriers have a two-goal lead. The Boston University men's ice hockey team begins their season on Friday, October 8th. Don't miss any of the action right here on the flagship home for Boston University Athletics, AM 1510. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in Central Florida? How about a vacation home? There's never been a better time than now. Prices are great. Log on to own a home in centralfl.com. FL stands for Florida, and it's warm there, Charlie. That's right. And no state income tax either. Check this out. New construction home, 1,800 square feet, three bedroom, two bath, brand new. Have it the way you want it. Starting at 139 grand in Kissimmee St. Cloud. Find it online at own a home in centralfl.com or call our friend Paul Antonelli at 800 800- or you can reach Paul on his personal cell phone and he's going to hate this 321-443-4028 log on to ownahomeincentralfl.com and it's warm there Charlie 
Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Okay, we're back. We are back. I have no, nothing in my headphones, but we're back on the Cigar Authority. 617-237-1234 is the number. 617-237-1234. We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. If you're in the area, come in and stop in and say hi. And we're smoking cigars here. And I have uh, two guest hosts. And it's Slater Martin from my far left. Hi, Slater. How are you? Very well, Dave. And James Falzone, better known as Fal. <laughs> And uh, these guys uh, are, are, are customers. They come into the cigar store all the time. And uh, the whole idea is to show you that there's, there's all different uh, people in different walks of life uh, that can come in and join in in any cigar store and sit with somebody else and talk cigars. And uh, here's the perfect example of it right here. Um, Slater, tell me a little about yourself. Who are you? Well, I, uh, as I indicated, I grew up in the streets of Chelsea, and now I live in Lexington. So that's a big step up big right step, there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in, in Everett right next door, so we were, we were kind of neighbors right there. Most of my uh, cigar friends are uh, originally from Chelsea, not necessarily Lexington. Right, right. Uh, I worked in uh, for digital equipment for many years, uh, commonly called DEC. In fact, I worked up here in the early uh, 80s. Okay. And uh, started smoking cigars probably when I got out of the Army in 1969. Used to stop off at the American Legion post in Chelsea and have a couple of cold ones, and they used to have Charles B. Perkins number 10 sitting on the bar. Right. So you were in Vietnam? No, I was in during that period, but I was in Korea most of the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. How, how old are you? I'm 66. 66 years old. And, and next to you is James Falzone, who is uh, commonly known to all of us as simply Fal. <laughs> and, and Fal, you work for the Boston Globe. Yeah, I work for the Boston Globe. Um, I actually work in the press room. And uh, been there about 14 years. 14 years. And how old are you? 33. Okay, so we got a 30-year-old, 60-year-old. I'm 50. Just turned 50 myself. And th this is how it is in, in the cigar store. And uh, you know, you guys uh, came right on uh, during the commercial. You lit up your swag right off the bit, bit, and the, you start talking cigars and talking about life. And and that's that's what it is. I mean, this is the magic of a cigar store. It's it's a modern-day either bar room or it's the uh, barber shop or whatever it is. But it's actually more relaxing. And uh, you know, I see you come in the store. You typically go to the Salem store. I go to the Salem store. And you come here more often. Like, yeah, uh, come, in to come in to Nashville. Nashville, you come up Route 3, and it's easier from Lexington that way. Um, and um, uh, I'm, I'm going to basically do the uh, who, what, where, when, why are you guys. Uh, um, what brought you uh, into liking cigars in the first place later? Like I say, the, uh, the bar manager at the American Legion in Chelsea, uh, I think it was expected if you're going to have a beer there, you're going to have a cigar. And uh, 
you know, really enjoyed it. In those earlier days? Early, you, yeah, this you, was, would have been the late, the late 60s when I got out of the Army started smoking cigars. And then we'd, we'd leave there and go down to Suffolk Downs for the afternoon. Where everybody smokes that, that was a great place with cigars. Sure. You know? And these are, these are places. American Legion is still a uh, private club, so I guess the, the laws allow that to still happen. But there's not a lot of places left to do it. And we do our radio show each week at a cigar store because there's not many places left to be able right. to smoke cigars. So right. that's it. How about you, Fal? When did you start? About 97 when the cigar boom hit. Okay. You know, I was living down in Florida. And uh, like I said, I turned around 19 at the time and uh, just got into it. I never I never smoked cigarettes. Right. And, uh, did you ever smoke cigarettes? Just a little bit. I, I never cared for them. Yeah. yeah but it, it's a whole different thing, folks. Anybody listening in, if you think, you know, a smoke is a smoker, it's, it's certainly not. It's a, it's a whole different different feeling. It's a whole different uh, way of life. So anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. And uh, basically that was it. It was 97. I was living down in Florida, and then I uh, got into cigars, and then uh, I moved back to Boston. I'm originally from Boston. moved back to Boston, uh, met you, and you opened yeah. my eyes. Uh, I was a LaGloria Cubana. Okay. Uh, what was it? R7s back oh, then. Yeah, Series R number 7. So big cigars. You were into big cigars yeah. right from the go. And uh, became friendly with you. and then the, just That was the first type of cigar you smoked? Ready yeah. for a premium well, cigar? Well, no, for premium, yeah. Premium cigars. Did, because you, did you start with no Garcia Vega? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Slater? Oh, yeah. You start yeah. with cheap stuff. Well, we, you know, absolutely. We couldn't afford. I wasn't even aware that they had the premium cigars. You wouldn't be able to afford them anyway in the old days. Uh, so I went from the, the Charles B. Perkins that when I think went out of business to the Admiral Optimus. And these are all well, machine, right. machine made, so I never needed a cigar cutter uh, for, right. you know, for, for the first 10 years or so. I smoked the pipe as well. Okay. And they used to, in the old days, you'd smoke in the office. I used to smoke, uh, my office smoked cigars, had a humidor right on my desk. Nice. You know? yeah. I still do. <laughs> seems like ancient history, cigar right? Yeah, it seems like a long, long time right, ago. Right. It really was right. So it, it's funny. You didn't need a cigar cutter in those days. You do nowadays, but uh, another thing I learned about you today before we went on is you collect cigar cutters. That's right. Yeah, I started collecting in the mid-90s when I was trying to reduce my stress from working in high-tech. And, uh, you know, over the years, it's, uh, as my wife says, it's, uh, it's less expensive than medication for me. So right. it's, uh, yeah. Well, you, have, like, you, know, you showed me one from the 1800s. Right, yeah. So yeah, They go way back. You know, cigars were very popular before uh, cigarettes. Uh, cigarettes didn't get popular until, uh, you know, actually during the war when they started sending them over to the, uh, the GIs that were in World War II. And then after they started coming home, they smoked more cigarettes. But prior to that, cigars were the big thing. Right. Well, Slater, you know? let me introduce you to the Zycar V-Cut for forty nine ninety five. Right. The two guys smoke shop. <laughs> right. Well, actually, I am a believer in Zycar. I have my lapel oh, pen. Side, yeah. He was up here. For, Kurt was up here for one of the uh, demonstrations. So. Yeah, they make a great product. They guarantee their stuff for life, and uh, we'll see those things around. Someday somebody's going to have that in their collection. Hey, this came out in, in the right. 2000 or something, whenever it came out. So very, very interesting. Uh, and you, st- you think you started off with the, with the domestics too, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. domestic yeah. cigars, for those that are listening in, is the stuff that maybe you go into the convenience store and you'll see El Producto, Garcia Vega. Not flavored cigars, and I know there's a lot of that crap that's out there on the market, but it was in those days it was all tobacco product uh, made by machine, so it was made a lot ch- 
cheaper and uh, affordable for the folks living in Chelsea, right, obviously, right, and right, stuff right. like that. And then the, the C.B. Perkins stores would come out, and then they ended up having premium cigars, and there were premium cigar stores as there is today. So uh, what, we, what we basically talk about in the Cigar Authority are the premium cigars, things that you have to go into a cigar store to find. They're in humidors. They're kept fresh, and there's many, many different kinds. And the, the beauty thing about cigars is, um, and guys that are really like cigars, is they try different cigars all the time. It's not uh, basically people that, that stay on just a kind of cigar. The fun of it is trying different, different cigars. Uh, and uh, on that subject, uh, Slater, what do you like for cigars nowadays? Well, I started off uh, probably with the um, got spoiled. My son was living overseas, and we started with the Davidoff. Oh, boy. And then, of course, start, you know, start at the top. Start at the shelf. top. And then, then, <laughs> then as you start getting used to those, you know, and, and they, the special editions, and as a result, I've tasted them at the different dinners I've had. Right. So, you know, my taste required a little more from the mild to the more the medium. And then I got introduced to the Padrones, and uh, I, I, I like those as well. And, yeah, you like uh, you like top cigars. And right. Stuff. Yeah. So that, that's uh, fortunately or unfortunately, whatever you want to where you look at it, as your taste buds and you learn more about cigars and you get into smoking the good stuff, it's so so hard to go back, you know, into lower price cigars right. because they they get sensational. At well, that there's bit. such a difference. If you just smoke a machine-made cigars or the old drug, as you call them, a drugstore cigars, you don't realize until you taste the premium cigar the difference. It's a world of difference. Mm. You know, it's like dr- drinking jug wine as opposed to you know good Fine wine. wine right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Jim? What are you smoking? Uh, I like the Padrones. Yeah, I like the Padrones, but uh, like you said, uh, really is a Dos Ombre. Yeah, lower price, handmade, premium cigar, but on, on a lower price thing. And you know, you know, you're not in the high tech business. You're a printer, and uh, you know, you can't go for Padrones or Davidoff day after day. I no. mean, it's, a, and it's, it's expensive. I don't want to say habit because I don't believe cigars are habit forming at all, but it's almost like a hobby and it's an expensive yeah. hobby. It can be very, very expensive if all you're smoking is the, the high end stuff. Well, we had this discussion in the Salem store uh, yesterday um, that your Dos Ombre, if it didn't have a label on it, it would be a $10 cigar. Yeah. And guys, the guy tried it for the first time. He's he, we a new customer of yours. We were sitting there. He came in, and he says, guys, you know, I just got into cigars. He's like, but uh, I smoked the Padrones. I smoked the, the high-end stuff. He's like, but... I'm smoking the Star Sombre. We all start laughing because it's a hidden gem. Yeah, and it's uh, about $3 a cigar, $3 and under. And, um, you know, we use it basically as a business card for our business and show them that, you know, it's a premium product at a low price, which is what we try to base our, our business on and stuff. So we did that very, geez, it's got to be close to 20 years ago, came out with that brand. And no doubt about it, it's our top-selling brand that there is, uh, but it has no advertising dollars in it. There's no marketing that goes along with it. So a, a lot of the brands, I mean, there's lots of marketing dollars. Uh, in a, An ad in Cigar Aficionado magazine is almost $30,000 a page now. So, you know, things like that and, and doing different cigar events and promotions and stuff. That has to. That money has to go somewhere, or come from something. So they add on some dollars onto the cigar. They get that money, and that's what ends up happening there. And with with a private label brand in a store, and it not, that doesn't necessarily have to be our private label brand, but uh, a private label brand with no marketing dollars behind it, boutique brand for lack of a better word, smaller smaller productions. There's actually a better value in it. There's no doubt about it. Well, there's another cigar I smoke called the Garofalo. Don't you heard about it? <laughs> You're being a good. Ad- <laughs> advertisement here. Nobody's ever heard of it yet. 
You know, it's interesting, David, Jim, that uh, Dos Ambros, the uh, the one, the green label, I call it, the Nicaraguan. Yes. I smoke more of those pyramids than, uh, I mean, I, I bought them by the ton. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that, is, that is a great cigar. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, and believe it or not, I mean, some of the top cigar makers in the world make those cigars. They don't want to attach their name to it because their brand is actually a lot more expensive than, than the Dos Ombre version of it. And that's because, again, there's no marketing dollars that are putting into it. So uh, they can sell it to us cheaper because they're not going to spend any advertising on it. So it's a, it's a good value for everybody to do that. Again, it doesn't have to be our particular brand. But you go into a store and they have their, their house brand, it's probably a bargain in, in every store. I mean, be, with no advertising dollars put ahead. Uh, I know if, uh, you know, if, and I haven't been into very many cigar stores in my life, but when I have, uh, I go in, I want to try their house brand and see what it's all about. And it's, it's usually a good bargain. So there's a, there's a little tip for you guys. Out there looking for a good value, you go into a cigar store, try their house, the house brand. It's probably a bargain. You know, it's uh, good deals for sure. Um, okay, uh, what do you think of the swag so far? I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's got a nice taste to it. Yeah. Smooth. It's not too heavy. Well, uh-huh. they, they claim it to be very heavy. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. They claim it to be using all the Hero tobacco, therefore very full-bodied. I don't find it to be very full-bodied. Uh, it kind of turns me off if it's very full-bodied. As I'm starting to get lower, and I started uh, before you guys, uh, it, it's picking up some steam. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I don't know where Chuck is. It's picking up a little steam steam on you? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, it's very well, very good, very good. Cigar. I don't think it's heavy at all. Yeah, you know, do you think it's no, heavy? no? It's interesting. The uh, the wrapper on the cap here came off. I haven't had one of those come off in a long time. So the cap know. came right off. Well, it's coming off. Okay. Well. Okay, I don't know if it had anything have to, to do with that. The quality control. Absolutely, or I don't know if it had anything to do with the V cut. Do you typically use a V cut? I do. Yes. You do. I, I usually use. Maybe I'm lazy. I have one of those those base Boston cutters and just throw it in there and. Yeah. Oh, you, you, oh yeah. 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 At your house. Yeah, right. Yeah. You can't carry that thing around. Right, I can't carry that. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> the Boston Cigar Cutter, which is right. probably the best V cutter ever made out there, but the ticket price on that runs. Uh, I think they start at five hundred, five hundred and up. So they're costly, and they're, as I say, I mean, it's a uh, size of a box of cigars, maybe even bigger. So it's uh, not something you carry around in your pocket, but n- nice to have on your desk at home, for sure, or your man cave or whatever. I think I bought that from a guy in Everett. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> do, you, uh, do you smoke in your house? No. No? no I used to smoke years ago. You know, um, you know, it was just a standard. I'd smoke by a window, you know, but yeah. uh, you know, those days are long gone. Now you have to go out to the garage in the middle of winter. It gets a little rough, yeah. you know? Yeah, you too? You don't smoke in the no, house? No, no. Don't smoke in the house. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to sit on the patio, and we bought a fire pit, and that didn't work. But yeah. uh, That's why I probably see you guys so often. Yeah. <laughs> the guys that don't smoke in their house, they come in the cigar store all the time because that's it. How about in the car? Yes. No. In the car? No. You don't? No. I don't know. I, I used to smoke all the time in the car, but then I just stopped. and. Really? Yeah. I do my best cigar smoking in my well, car. That's what people say. I yeah. don't know why I didn't get back You're to that. By yourself or something, right. and I, you know, usually. I old. even have an old car, so it wouldn't matter, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I gave away the Rolls Royce uh, just uh, this week at the, at the cigar dinner, and uh, uh, the guy says to me, "Did you ever smoke a cigar in the Rolls Royce?" And I said, "Always." The day I bought it, yeah. I lit it up in front of the guy and lit the cigar, and that's the whole beautiful part about it. You know, you shampoo it and you put some stuff in it. I didn't think it stunk or anything. It's good. And no, you sell those things too. The yeah. guys, those auto eaters. Yeah, yeah. Called, and, uh, but um, it's uh, you, you know, my wife has a car, and you know, if we're going out. 
the car to take is usually their car, you know, because yeah, uh, right. the ashtray is full of cigars. And uh, but um, there's always smoking allowed in my car. I love it. I, I smoke everywhere. I have the luxury of smoking in the office because uh, I have three offices and they're all in cigar stores. And uh, I smoke at home too. I smoke everywhere. But that's me. Yeah, it's it's certainly not most people. I'll tell you, the slowest moving product in a cigar store is an ashtray. Really? Because people don't huh. buy ashtrays anymore because they don't smoke in their house. Huh. So uh, it, it's a uh, de definitely it's, it's the thing you see uh, the giveaway mostly at cigar events and stuff is uh, you buy a box, you get the ashtray, and I've said it to the cigar manufacturers a million times. Nobody uses the ashtrays because they don't smoke in their house, but there's another oddity that goes on. So. Uh, Anyway, that being said, um, tell you a little, uh, some things that are going on in the cigar world that um, maybe you guys heard or didn't hear. Did you hear about the Cincinnati Reds? Mm, yeah, How interesting that. is that, folks? Um, impressionable youths uh, weren't the only ones watching the Cincinnati Reds uh, as they passed out victory cigars to their team when they clinched uh, the National League Central title the other day um, at a great American ballpark that was on Tuesday. Right. Also watching at home were at least five whistleblowers who noted that the Reds were violating the Ohio indoor smoking ban and called the health department, <laughs> how crazy is this, and reported them. And um, they're in trouble. They're going to be fine for it, and um, it is so ridiculous. You know, the, the team just won the championship. The last time they won it was like in the playoffs. It was like 95. Right. You know, 90, exactly, 95. And, um, you know, what? this is the beginning of, you know, big trouble. And what's going to be next? That it's going to, people are going to be placed under citizen's arrest, and you know, who knows what, what's going to end up happening? Now, what do you think Red Ackback would be uh, oh saying? Oh my God, he's all the victory cigars he lit up. That's right. It shows, it shows we've really lost our common sense as a society. You know, it's uh, it, 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 someone to get excited about that is, uh, you know, it's just like when the uh, the women Olympic team won and they were smoking cigars, everybody got all excited, right? You know, it just it's. The, well, things, the things we worry about nowadays are just, uh, you know. Well, and, and it's five different people that did it. It would be amazing if there's one lunatic out there that, you know, watching it from TV. Remember, they, there's no secondhand smoke. They're watching this on TV. Um, and, you know, I, that, that's a whole nother show about the secondhand smoke. What about thirdhand smoke? Right. All baloney. <laughs> you know, all this stuff is, is, right. is complete baloney anyway. But uh, for somebody to end up saying, uh, you know, you got to stop those guys right now having it. Never mind they're spraying around champagne in each other's faces and stuff, and the liquor's flowing, and you know, everybody's going crazy and stuff. The problem is that the guy lit up the cigar in there. And you mentioned Red Auerbach. Um, even when in the Boston Garden went no smoking. He was the one that was at least allowed to, right. uh, you know, he had the okay, the pass to right. uh, to light up. And uh, Red was a customer. I don't know yeah. if you know that. Yeah. He, he was a customer and uh, tough customer. I'll tell you, hi. Now what did he smoke? Did? <laughs> yeah, he was a, he was a he smoked Hoya de Monterey, yeah. double Corona, double Claro. Double Claro is green. Uh, Claro was green tobacco, so you remember in the older days, right. uh, everybody smoked the, the green cigars and stuff. It was uh, AMC, American, uh, the American people basically smoked green cigars, 
the brown was called uh, English, English Claro, Brownicola, and then there's Maduro. And uh, nowadays you never see the, the green tobacco out there anymore very much at all. And if, if you do smoke it, it's grassy and it's um, under-fermented. And, uh, but that's what the American taste was in those days. Well, right to the end, that's where Red Auerbach was smoking. Double Claro, meaning two wrappers of Claro on it. He apparently liked that bitter taste of it. I, you know, and we would get it in for him. It was special order it and have it in for him. And every once in a while, I'd put a box out, open it up, and smoke it and say, you know, the guy's been smoking this for years. Let me try this again. Uh, you know, it was terrible. He lived a long life. You said Groucho Marx. Right, right. Him, George yeah. Burns. George I mean. Burns, over 100. Yeah. Milton Berle, 98. I'm sure when he, you say he was a tough customer, I'm sure he wanted those cigars exactly when he wanted them, right? I mean, it was no... Don't, and, don't. And, and during the... Um, we, we end up acquiring him during the cigar boom when cigars were tough to get. And uh, that's when a lot of new customers went... You know, people stopped going to the regular place they got them because there was a shortage of cigars. So they were scurrying around wherever they could get cigars. And he, he had come to us and, uh, you know, this is what I smoke and this is what I always want, blah, blah, blah. Well, we'd get him in, and he smoked a lot of cigars. And um, we'd get him in, and the only person that would get him was him. Like I say, every once in a while, I'd just open a box just for fun. But for the, he bought by the box and multiple boxes. And um, every box, as I, as I told him, every box is for you, and I'm just going to put everything aside. So if I don't have it, I don't have it because they didn't send it to me. But, boy, he would be angry if he didn't get his cigars. Yeah. And I'd say, listen, I got this instead, uh, maybe a smaller size, maybe a different brand. I'd send him a box of something he didn't try before on the house, you know, see what you think of this. And, uh, man, he wanted the, what he wanted. He wanted it. Right. He's a guy that used to get what he wanted anyway. Yeah, and, nice, and during right. those it was someone else I know but, right, but. Right. <laughs> hey, that's how people are anyway so um, yeah very very interesting uh, guy and uh, he lived a long life and uh, cigars uh, you know the Boston Garden wasn't going to tell him you're not smoking cigars so that's all there is to that and he kept it going on now the Cincinnati Reds it'll be interesting where this goes does this go to court you know does it go further than that are we going to waste time and the court's time and everybody for celebrating a victory cigar you know somebody has has a baby or something to give a cigar and people look funny at them and stuff well, what about no, like no go ahead yeah, I think it said there that a health inspector actually had to see someone smoke the cigar in person it wasn't good enough to have a video so therefore they can't go anywhere with it oh really yeah. okay yeah. that's what Which I was, is, you know but what about when they do like the, the Emmys and uh, Super Bowl parties and all these big cigar companies come in and promote them? And I don't know what happens. Okay. I don't know. I've never been invited to one of those big parties, but uh, certainly, uh, you know, I've seen um, the Emmys and stuff. I've seen them light up. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's a celebration thing for, for a lot of people. I, you know, working in a cigar store all these years and stuff, there's people, um, the average cigar smoker smokes two cigars a week, okay? We're all of us here are more than the average cigar smoker, but the average person smokes two cigars a week. There's lots of people that only smoke when they golf. There's people that only smoke, and, and you know, I talk to a guy, hey, do you smoke cigars? I got a cigar store. You know, I smoke maybe five or six cigars a year, you know, special occasions and stuff, on the Super Bowl, for this, for this. you know, I get together hunting with my friends or doing whatever, and th there's a lot of that and stuff. It's a, it's a ce ce celebrity uh, celebration type of product for a lot of people, and 
I, I would imagine all the people on uh, the Cincinnati Reds aren't regular cigar smokers, but they just won the title, and uh, you know what? They don't regularly drink champagne either, but that night they drank champagne, they smoked cigars, and I heard no stories about anybody saying they had they was uh, drinking champagne in a place that doesn't sell champagne. So there were open bottle laws, and there's no champagne in ballparks. So they obviously brought it in. Is there any problem with that? And I don't want there to be a problem with that. But they go after the cigar smoker. They go after the smoker. We are the executed group. We're the worst people in the world. The people that, that smoke. And it, it's been going on. And I think it's time to turn it around. And um, this election is the the opportunity. And I don't want to turn this into a political thing. But this is the election right now to turn these things around and get back our freedoms and rights, folks. So uh, make sure you vote, for sure. Um, it's funny, I haven't heard any crimes lately committed that cigars involved. You no. Know, so it's, no. <laughs> Not at all. It's, it, it's a very relaxed type of uh, product. And, um, everybody... Well, it's tradition. When you win the big game, it's always been tradition, like you said, champagne and cigars. Celebration. Right. When you have a baby, same thing. When you had Gianna, you yeah. gave us cigars. That's right. And now they're trying to, you know, people that don't do it, fine, leave us alone. You know, we don't well, tell you to live your life. The five people that, that called in, I mean, they're sitting in the house and, and it irritated them. It irritated them that there's somebody in that ball field that might, they're not there, but that's what they did. And it, it's an ongoing thing that, that certainly has to stop, and uh, we want it to stop right now anyway. I'm enjoying the cigar, but uh, we're, we're going to take a break in just a minute, and when we do, we're going to come back to uh, a new cigar called La Polina. And I'll tell you all about that, and it's a cigar that goes back in history many, many years. We'll talk about, the, what is it? We, we have a caller. Okay, yeah, take a caller. Somebody calls, great. Come on in, caller. Hello. Yeah, how are you? How are you? Good, how are you? Good, I've been smoking cigars for about 70 years. 70 years? Right. Okay. How old are you? 79. 79. You've been smoking since you were nine years old. I've been going 11 years. In uh, Cambridge, since I uh, was my dad and my granddad. Oh, no yeah. kidding. Levitt and Pierce, which is an institution there. there. John F. Kennedy actually uh, shopped there for his cigars. That's right. No kidding. I go there in Okay, so you're in the Boston area, Boston, Cambridge area. Is that where you live? Uh, yeah, yeah, I live on the North Shore, but I, I, I grew up in Cambridge. Okay, so those are the institutions for sure. Uh, Levitt and Pierce has been there for hundreds of years. Uh, Peretti is no kidding, and wow. Peretti's there even longer. I believe about yeah, 150 yeah. years now. No, no Peretti had the university of 125. Huh? No, no kidding, 125 years. Yeah, but that's awesome. Oh, really? That's good. How about, um, who was the other one you mentioned earlier um, that was in Boston? It's not there anymore. Ehrlich. Uh, Ehrlich. Yeah. J.P. Ehrlich. J.P. Ehrlich. Can I ask you a question? On Tremont Street. Yep. I've been smoking for a long time. I'm old enough to talk older than you. <laughs> You're old enough to what? You've just been punked again, baby. Don't ever do that. I mean, that's nice. A grapple. Chucky, 
No, you're breaking up on me, buddy. You're breaking up we on me. We lost your pal. See you later. Okay. Have a nice day. By all means, anybody wants to give us a call, 617-237-1234. 617-237-1234. As I said, when we come back, we're going to smoke the La Polina cigar that uh, has, a, has a nice history to it, and it, it's been re-released after over 100 years. Okay, over after over 100 years. Um, we're going to take a look at the face of rock and roll. Okay, we're going to look at who uh, who is the face of rock and roll and uh, see what you guys think about it. Um, we're going to look at uh, some of the cigars, uh, new cigars that are out there on uh, the cigar on the shelves of the cigar stores, upper high-end cigars, including La Polina. So pour yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy yourself. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Just because we get around. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven! Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry-shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle. Super-premium vodka. Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume. Imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in Central Florida? How about a vacation home? There's never been a better time than now. Prices are great. Log on to Own a Home in CentralFL.com. FL stands for Florida, and it's warm there, Charlie. That's right, and no state income tax either. Check this out. New construction home, 1,800 square feet, three bedroom, two bath, brand new. Have it the way you want it, starting at 139 grand in Kissimmee, St. Cloud. Find it online at ownahomeincentralfl.com or call our friend Paul Antonelli at 800-338-2549 or you can reach Paul on his personal cell phone and he's going to hate this. 321-443-4028. Log on to ownahomeincentralfl.com. And it's warm there, Charlie. 
Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting a job, and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. WWZN Boston. The Terriers of Boston University are the national champions. Your home for Boston University men's hockey and men's basketball. White Birch Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers. My friend, owner and operator Bill Herlicka's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy is all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire. That takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food. No, cigars. Cigars, yeah, that makes sense. WGAM, 12.50 a.m. There we go. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, WGAM, 12.50 a.m. ESPN Radio in Manchester and uh, WGHM, 900 The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. Welcome back. All those folks listening to us on the CigarAuthority.com, Ustream.net, and you can catch us on the podcast. I want to remind you all the time, go to Podbean. Dot com and you can get this podcast downloaded at any time for you. We have two guest hosts with us, Slater and Jim, or Fal. You like Fal? I've been called Fal a long time. Yeah, Slater. That's a, that's a uh, a name that's not used up so much anymore, huh? That was uh, from the streets of Chelsea playing basketball, named after Slater Martin. That's who right. Was a uh, professional basketball player. Right, and a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. And correct. You're a, you're a tall guy. Yeah. Did you play basketball? I played a lot. Yes. I, I, you know, I was never that good, but uh, you know, as you progress up the chain, you get uh, the competition gets better and better. Sure, right? sure. The sure. name stuck though. And then you played against Everett, and they must have killed you, right? Everett. Well, Everett. not so much in basketball. Certainly <laughs> football. Right, right. Football was always the king. Big, Everett was the king. Big. That was the Thanksgiving rivalry yeah. for years. Uh, Everett and Chelsea, and uh, always pretty one-sided though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everett, for some reason, Everett, Massachusetts is is a uh, a football town that it's a, it's a small city, but they were always uh, champions, and they they've had so many uh, undefeated records and things like that. So it's pretty pretty crazy uh, the city of Everett. Anyway, uh, new cigar over here. It's called La Polina, and uh, you guys grab a cigar. 
Thank you. Now, uh, I'll tell you right off the bat, you'll look at it, and um, as you look at it, you'll notice they, they, all the cigars rise up to the front. It's actually mm. tilted in there, so it rises up front. The first negative thing I'll tell you about it, if you look at the foot of your cigar, you'll notice a crack on the foot of the cigar. Do you see it? Yes. You have it on there? Yeah. That's because of the way it's sitting inside the box. Huh. You, they tilted right on the end like that, and look how they're all cracked. And I'll tell you, it's cracked, and it's a problem with this cigar because this cigar is no cheap date. These cigars run about $20 a piece. Um, this particular size here we have is the Robusto. It's called the Babe. Um, it's 5 and a quarter by 50. It's $17.99 per cigar. The next size up is a 6 by 52 at $21.99 and called the Allison. And the Pasha runs $22.99. And this is the new Elite Cigar. And the, the way the way this cigar goes is the way Davidoff initially started with it. You actually have to be appointed to carry the brand. It's not something you call them up and say, I'm a cigar store and I want to order some cigars. Um, send them to me. No, it doesn't work like that. They actually ask you to do it. Uh, let's let's cut up and light up and see so, what we think of this. Cigar. So is this an independent or was this a conglomerate? Or? Well, this is, um, th- there was a guy, uh, Bill Paley. Uh, William S. Paley. Uh, he re- he has um, relaunched the La Polina cigar and is is it is linked to his early beginnings with CBS broadcasting. Okay, okay. It was founded by his father. Remember William S. Paley? Yeah, yeah I do. Okay. Um, the cigar came out in 1896 from the grandfather, and the lady on the box is is William Paley's grandmother, and they started in the cigar business. And when radio uh, got popular, he decided that uh, where he was going to advertise and promote his cigars was on the radio. So he started advertising on these five different radio stations, and he was getting a lot of luck with it. And uh, he loved the radio business, and he decided to buy these five radio stations. And when he bought these five radio stations, he called it CBS, which later in turn became CBS Television and uh, a big, giant, uh, huge thing that it is today, which is CBS. Excuse me one second. We'll light this up. Yeah, CBS was always considered the uh, jewel of the uh, networks. Yep. So... It was dedicated to his grandmother, and this brand was out there. When, when CBS Radio got very popular, the grandfather just discontinued the cigar thing because he was making basically millions and millions of dollars even in, the, in those days. And the family became high, sophisticated uh, uh, people of the world. I mean, there's the Kennedys and the Paleys, and right. I mean, it was right. to, to that degree. Um, La Polina literally translates to female Paley, which is the family, named after uh, his grandfather Sam's wife, Goldie Paley. And um, the the grandson is um, very, very wealthy and decided he uh, is going to look into his family history and how the family uh, made their fortune and stuff. And he, he looked into it and noticed that it really started off as a cigar. CBS started off with this particular cigar, uh, La Polina, and uh, it was discontinued. And his job now today is is basically to give to charity and, and do nice things for humanity and decided to relaunch uh, 
the family uh, legacy, which was the, the cigar. So um, they are uh, the family is uh, is like a fashion statement where his his um, his mother was the top fashion lady out there, and um, you know the family just uh, top top people in the country. So he, he came out with this. It was at the trade show, and, and uh, William Paley himself was there. And I walked over and uh, said, you know, I've heard a little about this, and uh, uh, I'm interested. And he opened up a book and looked and said, what's the name of the store? And I told him, uh, two guys smoke shop, and he looked through and he goes, okay, um, here's a sample. Let's talk about it. And uh, I said, you know, what's, what's this all about? And he said, well, it's, it's an appointed product. We're going to decide where the cigar is going to go. It's not about making money. It's being at the right places and, you know, wants the cigar in the right places and stuff. So I was intrigued by it anyway. Uh, it's made in the Bahamas at, where they make Great Cliff. And he had uh, Lara... Aravano Lara, who was the guy that invented Cohiba for Cuba, um, he had him work with the blend and get it going with him. Unfortunately, uh, Lara died, and um, by the time the, the product came out, but um, the beginning stages of, of the blend and everything was with him. Uh, what do I have? The, it, it comes with four different uh, sizes. The Pasha, which is the, the largest size, is um, what they called his father, who other people called the chairman. He was the original chairman of the board, uh, not Frank Sinatra, who was his father. And uh, that's seven and a half inches by 50. That cigar has, the end of the cigar is an unfinished foot, where it actually comes out uh, like a broom at the end of it. And I, I smoked that cigar earlier, and... Um, it's a funky way when you light it. I didn't want to do it on the show and stuff because it's it's uh, the ash breaks off and uh, you know it can be a mess. Uh, the babe is dedicated to his mother, babe, and that is a five and a half, five and a quarter inch by fifty. The Allison is his wife, Allison, uh, who supports him in this endeavor. Uh, it's a torpedo, and the little Bill is um, is the four and a half inch by fifty two. So what, what do we have in here? This is the uh, I thought this was, uh, this is the babe, yeah, this is the babe. So we're smoking the five and a half inch by 50. She, uh, uh, babe was the best, is in the best dressed hall of fame for the best dressed woman. She's a fashion icon, socialite, the whole family is, and uh, it's great to have some, a family like that in the cigar business, and uh, this, uh, to me, may be the next Davidoff. It's very similar, it's got that taste like Davidoff has. Yeah. Hits your tongue and you know. Well, I'll tell you that's that's how Davidoff does it. You don't you you don't um, call up and say you want the Davidoff brand in your store. Mm-hmm. You get appointed, and it, it took us literally, my God, 15 years of trying to get Davidoff before we were able to get it. And uh, this we were lucky enough to get right at the beginning as the launch begins of this. It's a pricey cigar. Uh, you know they're they're really up there in price. Uh, as I said, $18 to $23. Uh, they come all in boxes of 10, so it's not that awful. At $100. $60 to a little over $200 a box of cigars. Um, looking at it, um, you know, they, they don't tell a lot about it as far as what the blend is or anything like that. The wrapper is not gorgeous. No, I, no. I mean, it's not the prettiest wrapper leaf of it. It has a beautiful taste to it. Uh, the band is exquisite with all the gold in it, and, you know, you can tell some money went into the printing process of this. 
But uh, I was surprised to see when I got them that, that it wasn't the cleanest, most beautiful looking wrapper, but a nice taste. Yeah. It almost, if you didn't know about it, it almost, looks, it almost feels dry in the wrapper. But it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. No. So it's probably aged just... Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what they do to it, but um, they, they need to certainly work on uh, something here where the, the, the ends are broken. You know, uh, not that it's going to make the taste any, any different, but by putting it in the box like this, these uncellophane cigars... All the foots have a little little break to them. Every single one. You don't it's, want a that it's a beautifully constructed box. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they put something into it, but it, it, it's the first time out. We'll see what goes on. And uh, the tobacco's great. It's uh, Slater's right. It's the construction. Uh, I think they do a little bit more work into it. Yeah. It's kind of ironic that it's the Babe and uh, today the Red Sox and Yankees are playing a double hitter. Oh. <laughs> okay, Chuck's leaving us. Yes. Okay, you got this thing? You're in the control. You got it. Okay. Good job, boys. All right. Take care. Make sure BC wins. Do something to the sound or something on there. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the video of it. Shake it up and down. We'll know it's from you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if the camera goes up and down, that's for all us uh, cigar smokers out there. Well, blow some smoke in front of the camera or something. How about that? Blow some smoke. There's some good cigar smokers here in those uh, pregame festivities, you know, at the BC games. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I bumped into a lot of retired FBI guys over there that uh, like to have the stogies before the game. Okay. So as we smoke this, uh, we'll do like, like we do in a cigar store, and we'll talk about uh, different things that, that are going on. And uh, something I, you guys may not be interested in, it doesn't matter. We're going to talk about it anyway. But uh, since 1986, um, there's been a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, and each year they nominate the different people for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, once again, Kiss has not been nominated. One of my favorites. Yeah. They've never been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're, they're rock and roll. Don't you think uh, Kiss is rock and roll? And you look at it and say, that's rock and roll. Uh, yet they, they put Bon Jovi in there, Neil Diamond, and uh, LL Cool J, which doesn't make any well, sense Gene at Simmons all. Gene Simmons is everywhere. you got to yeah, put Kiss in there. Don't you, you know? don't you think LL Cool J is a rapper? Yeah. Just, just uh, okay, just clarifying so, that, making sure you know. <laughs> but they, they just they just uh, put him into as nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall right. of Fame, which is crazy. And if you're going to pick a rapper, you put the Sugar Hill Gang in or something, which is the people that started rap. You don't put LL Cool J, but, hey, whatever. How about believe, believe it or not, Sugar Hill Gang, they weren't around that long. They were only around, I think, but about they, two or three years. But, but I, I agree with you. Their, their impact it. was, was yeah, obviously very important. Yeah, Curtis Blow. Yeah, and I can't believe Kiss actually hasn't been nominated. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that's stunning. Anyway. The, the it, best marketing group in rock and roll, certainly. Right. And it, it's crazy that they didn't do it. One person they did. Is there a Kiss cigar? I feel like they've, they've put their no. brand name on everything. Right. And I, I've Gene yet Simmons, to see a Kiss cigar. He must not be a smoker. you got to give him a call. drink or smoke. But, but a couple of people they did add this year, which was nice to see, was Alice Cooper as a nominee, which belongs in the. Big in, time cigar smoker. Alice Cooper? I've heard of it, yeah. Really? And Jay Giles. Nice Boston band. Be great to see them get in. But we'll end up seeing. And as the years went on, lots of people, Elvis Presley, Chuck Berry, lots of great, great guys went in there. My question to you two guys is, who is the face of rock and roll? If, you know, if it's not Kiss, that you'd say, if you were, if you were to Google rock and roll, what do you expect the, the picture to be of who is rock and roll, the face of rock and roll? Well, in my day, it was Elvis. Elvis Presley. Okay, who is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, any 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 feelings of uh, who should be the face of rock and roll? I know who I think it is. 
you know, defined like rock and roll. It's different. Like you know, like Michael Jackson's a king of pop. Elvis was. You know, Kiss is a different, it's all different kind of music. Yeah, you, you got Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. You look at the picture of Jimi Hendrix and you see him with the bandana on his head. Is is that rock and roll? Is, yeah. is the Beatles rock and roll? Would it be I'd the, say the Beatles or Jimi Hendrix. That would be classic rock and roll. Uh, you know, I'm I'm leaning towards Mick Jagger. There's rock and roll. The face of rock and roll would be Mick Jagger. Yeah. Um, he's in. He's in as himself. He's in as um, the Rolling what about Stones. The boss? Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. He, he's in the air. Is he, is he rock and roll? I don't know. Which, which is going to take me to uh, if there's a face of rock and roll. Is there a face? When we just had our big anniversary party for cigars and all the different cigar companies was, was up there, somebody there, you know, these were big, big names of, in the cigar industry, was the face of cigars at that event. Who is the face of cigars? And it doesn't have to be the cigar maker. It could be George Burns. Is he uh, who we are as cigar smokers? You know, who is cigars? Who's the face of cigars? And it can be going back forever and ever. I mean... Well, I think the most famous in my mind would be Churchill. Winston Churchill, yeah. which they obviously made a size cigar. They called the Double Corona now, which is what it was called at that time. Now it's called the Churchill. Some people still use Double Corona, but the size... You know, there's, there's a recent picture that's been used of Winston Churchill that was always the picture with the cigar coming out of his mouth, and they airbrushed it, and they have actually removed the cigar. For PC reasons, they removed the cigar out of there. And these are the things that you can't change history. That's who the guy was and stuff. Right, right. But I don't think there could be one face right now. The way cigars have opened up, the way you you teach us how to, you know, what's coming out. You got your Fuentes, Padrones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could you really narrow it down? Well, it, that day I was looking around and and seeing who was getting the applause and who was signing the most autographs and taking pictures and things like that. And the one that stood out to me was Carlos Fuente Jr. And it's because of the hat. It's because of the advertising he's, he did with him on the horse in the tobacco fields. It's been copied and redone a million different times, him looking at the tobacco leave. And he's, he's the son of the person. But what, what he has done in my 25 years in the cigar business, and, the, and it attests to the cigar we just had earlier, which was an all-Dominican cigar. The guy invented Dominican-wrapped tobacco. He, he did the impossible. He did what cigars, what everybody in the cigar business said couldn't be done. You can't make Dominican tobacco burn at the same rate. Um, as a rapper, and therefore it can't be used, and he created Opus X in 1992. Um, very, very passionate guy, uh, tried to achieve the impossible. But as Cigar, Cigar Aficionado magazine came out, that's when these guys came forward. Nobody knew what they looked like before. I was in the business and actually knew them, but all of a sudden, these guys came cigar celebrities, basically. And uh, besides the pictures of John F. Kennedy and Winston Churchill and George Burns and all the other people that, uh, you know, people that you'd, you'd always see with a cigar in their mouth. Um, it, all of a sudden, these cigar makers became very, very popular and uh, people got to know who they are. And those that, that are into cigars, I would say everybody who's into cigars knows what Carlos Fuente Jr. looks like and that that look of the white hat in in the Guarabera shirt, which Cuban is shirt, yeah, yeah that, that Cuban shirt and that Cuban look, and that's how he dressed that night. 
You know, when you see Avo, there's another person like Avo with the Panama hat, and you know he he has he has the face of of cigars too. But it's not all about older people. Uh, like a George Burns and things like that. I think Carlos Fuente, um, to me, is the face of it because uh, even as a, young, as a yeah, classy looking too, classy. right? It looked it looked classy and stuff. So, uh, just a weird thing. And you know, I, I was thinking of it when he was up there and everybody was looking at him. That uh, here's the guy uh, that's the the face of cigars. Now, do you think that because he makes rare appearances or? Well, all the more. Yeah. 25 years in the cigar business, he's visited my shop once, and even when he came up to, to do this anniversary party, which is the first time he ever came up for one of our events, that was only once, but it's like everybody knew who he was, yet he doesn't do appearances. Everybody knows who, who, who that guy is, I mean, that's, that's into cigars at all. You know, and, and uh, you know, going back to the uh, um, rock and roll thing, you look at a picture of Mick Jagger and everybody knows type of music he plays and, and who he is and you know even the logo of um, the Rolling Stones you know that's his lip that's his tongue that's uh, that's who that's who rock and roll is um, and still out there today these guys don't go away so uh, um, you know the Beatles it's come and gone Rolling Stones continue on it probably will be you, you mentioned Padron uh, Fidel Castro there's another person that could be could be the face of cigars you imagine him uh, he really hasn't smoked cigars in over 20 years or something he's a, a hated dictator uh, in a communist country and all that but you think of cigars when you look at him well people always think Cuban cigars are the best and that's not true yeah good subject so uh, I believe that also. Slater, what do you think? You must have smoked well, I, uh, human cigars in your time. Well, when I was in Europe, being my son, the big, the, the hot cigar during the 90s there for a while was the Monte Cristo number two, and I said, well, I have to try that. And I really enjoyed it. And of course, I couldn't afford them, but I, I periodically people give it to me. Um, but I think what's happened is that the other countries have caught up to them. Right. You know, and then they had their problems with quality and whatnot. Uh, the mystique is still there. That's what it is, mystique. You know, the question is, if they ever, you know, do away with the embargo, what will happen to the, you know? But I, probably, probably the, the Nicaraguan cigars and whatnot have caught up and. Right. You know, so. Well, a lot of the, the best cigar rollers and the best cigar makers and blenders and stuff had fled that country, and that's where they went, and they, and they taught the people on that end. So it's moved around and for sure, but, you know, people are, uh, the allure is they can't have it. That's what they want, and that's why you want Cuban cigars. But they're pricey. They're, they're pricey with, with, with the cigar we're smoking right now. So, it, it, you know, if you had $20, would you, would you spend it on La Polina, or would you say, no, I'm going to try one of those Cuban cigars? It'll be interesting if it ever comes to the country. Country. I, I think what will happen if, if Cuban cigars do come to this country, I think it's going to be a short, short run. You know, everybody's going to run in to end up trying them, but eventually everyone's going to understand. It will be a big letdown. I think yeah. it will be, be all hyped up. It will be right. a big letdown because right now Nicaraguan cigars are – I'd rather have a consistent, smooth cigar than, you know, everyone's, oh, I, got to, I can get these Cubans, I can get this, I can get that. And it's a big letdown, you know. When people give me one. Typically, they're usually fakes anyway. When exactly. somebody gets yeah, that's the problem. Right? Yeah, you know, I, oh, I was in Mexico or I was down in Miami and I got these Cuban cigars. And, you know, the people in Miami hate the Cuban government, know the money's going to go to them. The last place you're going to get a Cuban cigar is down there. They, they hate it. And uh, all the Cubans down there can't stand it and don't want the money to go to Fidel Castro because that's where it goes to. And they come back with, you know, a cigar with a Cuban cigar band on it and say, this is Cuban. And it's typically a terrible, terrible cigar. Okay. But when, 
Yeah. Apparently, right in Cuba, there's a lot of counterfeit cigars. So it's, right. it's kind of ironic. Even if you're down there, you can't be assured that you know, you're, you're getting a legitimate cigar. You're better off to go into your retail store and get a finer cigar through a, a right. retailer than buying these things online and real Cubans, this and that, because it's, it's like you said, it's, it's going to come down to $20. That's a lot of money for a cigar. That's a lot of money. And you better, you know, go with something that you know than a question mark. You Absolutely. know, the other thing to say, say about the retails, like a store like this, when I when I used to go into like Ehrlich's and uh, in Boston stores like that, very intimidating process when you first started to buy a sure, cigar. Sure. You really had to know what you wanted, and if you didn't pronounce it right or you didn't know what you wanted, you know, you, they kind of looked at you like, you know, you didn't belong there, right? Yeah. How many brands were out there back then when you first? How there many? was quite a few, but you know, I, I'm not sure how many. Not not like there is today. But it was not a comfortable process. Like, you come in a store like this, and you can feel comfortable. It'll help you out. You know, you, you, know, you don't feel like you're an outsider or you don't feel dumb. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and any good retailer should, you know, welcome with open arms any new person that comes into it. And the best part of smoking cigars is starting up, and you haven't had anything yet. So, you know, start with a mild cigar, move your way up, and, and live and learn, you know, and it's the greatest part. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to tell you about possible problems at Drew States and Cusano um, Cigars. They're moving right now as we speak. They're, mo they're moving their operation. We'll tell you all about that. And who's next? Camacho. They're moving too. Uh, New York gets a giant cigar tax you guys know all about. Um, Alec Bradley Cigars has stepped forward and made a cigar just for them. So we'll tell you about that and a lot more coming up in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603 475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs. Looking to grow your business or increase sales? Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with the Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. 
Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments, before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Hey, Beantown, are you working too much? Always tired and wish you had more energy? Well, now there's something here to give you that boost you need. It's Beantown Energy Drink. Beantown Energy Drink is a delicious and flavorful energy drink that is run by a local company right here in yep, Beantown. For more details, log on to BeantownEnergyDrink.com, owned and operated by JP3 Graphics and the Mouthpiece Radio Network. It's Beantown Energy Drink. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. White Birch Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers. My friend, owner and operator Bill Herlicka's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy is all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire. That takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about... Food? No. Cigars. Cigars. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, we're back on the Cigar Authority, 617-237-1234 is the number, 617-237-1234, and we're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, and two guest hosts, Slater Martin and Fal. Just go with Fal. You like Cher, yep. Madonna, Fal. Fal. Okay, we'll go with that. 
All right, welcome everybody. You're just joining in on us. This is a uh, talk show about premium cigars. We do it every week from noon till 2 o'clock, and we're on four different stations out there from Providence, Rhode Island, and all the way up to Maine and everything in between. Uh, you can ca- catch us on the cigarauthority.com, and you can get our podcast on Podbeam. Podbean.com. So anyway, we're smoking a La Polina cigar right now, talking about cigars and different things that are going on in the cigar business. And there's a brand out there, and I'm going to read a press release to you guys. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to smoke this. It's called No Ostros. No Ostros. Okay, I could never pronounce it good anyway, but it comes in the industry as a uh, product from the people of Drew Estates, making it for the people for Elysion. Okay, so it was a collaboration Getting between... Getting a Spanish lesson here. There we go, it. yeah. Uh, it's a collaboration between these two groups that put the cigar together. So it was very interesting, and uh, it came out, and it's it's a pricey cigar at 11.39 per stick. This is a, a Toro size, a 6 by 52 and uh, they're having a lot of luck with the Elysion and obviously Drew Estates with their, with their uh, different uh, lines that they have, including Acid and, and um, Legal Pavada and things like that. So they got together and they put a brand out, and we got a press release in this week. Uh, and I'm going to read it to you and see what you think of uh, what this means. Effective immediately, Elysion Cigars will no longer participate in the No no Sostros brand project with Jonathan Drew doing business as Drew Estates. After two and a half year terms for a product delivery date could not be negotiated. The, no, the Nozostros brand trademark dies in the Drew Estates factory as per our contractual agreement and will not be made outside of the factory where it originated. What is going on with this? It's Tim, not good. It, it doesn't sound good, <laughs> it doesn't sound good at all. And uh, I, I got no, no, uh, no uh, other story other than this, but obviously uh, something is not good. Uh, between these people, it, it, and there was been no response yet from the Drew Estates people. So I'm mentioning this to you guys out there. If you see this brand over here, talk about a short-lived brand. It was it was one time, one one year, and we received it one time, I believe. It was the only time we ever got it. And uh, from what I understand, is uh, it, it's been back-ordered, and uh, we've been waiting for more cigars to come in, which haven't. And it, to me, what it sounds like is uh, these guys were fed up with uh, not receiving the product, I guess. Uh, this is how I feel about it anyway. But there's something to look for. Uh, if you see this in your cigar stores anywhere, I think we got a collector's item here. It might have a story behind it. We'll see. It was, it was a big uh, talk about it when it was coming out. And uh, as he says in the press release, it dies now. So they sold well? or It did okay. Um, you know, uh, the, the Elysion brand does very, very well, and so do Drew Estates. And, you know, this is a funny industry that it's all A-type personalities that, that run all these, uh, that own the, these companies and stuff. And there never has been a good collaboration that ended up working. Usually it, it ends in, in violence or something. You know, it, it, so uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't want to read, read too much into it. It says what it says over here. And, uh, you know, my initial thing was it was pretty harsh and there was no comeback from the folks. Very that, harsh. Uh, How is that, Dave, when a new cigar comes out and um, they fly off the shelves? How does the maker know how much to make? Because they have to, it's a big process. Yeah, what, what typically happens is at the trade show, the, their initial response is on 
the initial orders to know if it's going to end up going. At that point, it's it's a roll of the dice because they're going to have to go into serious production based on an initial opening order. The opening order is basically uh, an uh, initial taste of the cigar, and then also what the packaging looked like, the hype that went on there, um, how the menu, how the retailers talked amongst each other and ordered heavy. Maybe it was a good deal to get people to buy in, but sometimes what happens is a cigar gets a great launch and then never never lives up to its initial launch and then just dies and it never takes off. When that ends up happening, the manufacturer, remember, uh, got the initial orders, knows to get the production cranking because he just got a big order and, he, and he's waiting, and um, the cigar's dead. And at that point, it goes into deep discount land, and uh, it dies, and that's the end of it. And that, that, that's the bad news that happens to a lot of brands that ends up happening. The key is for the cigar buyer to buy not based on the look of it and the hype and things like that, but to actually smoke the cigar and hope that the sample you got and the production that's going to come after is going to be able to live up to what the initial sample was. And sometimes that can't happen. On smaller companies, they buy so much tobacco and uh, they run out of it and that's it. That's why you see a lot of limited release products that some of these guys have learned that, you know what, I'm going to put, I know I can make X amount of cigars. After that, I'm not going to be able to make it to, make it to be the same, so we're going to have to make some changes, and that's it. Also, another thing that happens is that somebody buys one of the companies out. So, uh, case in point is uh, Davidoff purchased uh, last year the folks from Cusano and the folks at Camacho. They bought both companies, and they were very well-run, uh, smaller brands that uh, ha have their following. There's no doubt about it. Now they have just uh, merged along with uh, Davidoff's brand, which is Avo Griffin and everything else they make, and they have taken in all those other brands to it. Now what's going to happen? Um, things have to change. Will they change for the better? Will they change for the worse? They are certainly going to change. I know the Cusano people have taken in some of the products that weren't made by Davidoff, and they've taken them in-house. They've changed packaging, so let the people know that it's going to change a bit. Now, are they yep. all made in the, I mean, in the same factory? All those different brands, are they all made in the same factory? Yeah. How do they separate it in different rollers? Because it's different Yeah, they styles. do it. You, you know, as you walk down, and I, I took a group before uh, two Cusano uh, uh, years back before Davidoff purchased them. And uh, when we got there, they actually uh, took us in a back door of the Davidoff company. And... Um, so that we wouldn't see this big giant white building with the Davidoff name on it and for the day they were taking us in different doors and you know at a certain point of uh, of going to lunch we went out the door and I go listen folks the cat's out of the bag we walked by it so many times or we'd see them making a Cusano 18 and right next to it they're making a Zeno Platinum right next to it they're making a Davidoff double R we see it you know, the cat's out of the bag, forget it. And then they finally threw their hands up in the, air, in the air and said, okay. And we got to walk out front, and there was the big Davidoff building. And, you know, there was no doubt about it at that point. But they tried to hide it. If they have a $5 product out there, um, 
it's hard to sell their twenty dollar thing when you you see in the five dollar one move. The blend is different. There's no doubt about it. It's not the same cigar, but the care that goes into every one of their products is the same. They wouldn't say, oh, you make it a five dollar one, you know, don't don't roll it so well or anything like that. They do chop rollers and and the blend is different. And some people uh, like uh, a Cusano maybe better than they like a Davidoff. I mean, you you were saying earlier you like a Dos Ombre and you let you like it better than some other products well, that somebody. Yeah, my point with the Dos Ombre is I love them. I'm a I'm a real cigar smoker. I hear that all the time. And if I put that, if I gave you that cigar without a label, yeah, you know, how can you shoot that down? No. It's a smooth cigar. The construction's well on it, and. Uh, you know, are these companies uh, like Davidoff buying these other brands to make it harder for the little guy to come out of the gate? Yeah. Um, but that's an incentive for a little guy to hopefully someday Davidoff will buy them. <laughs> I, I believe they bought uh, the Cusano brand because they were making about six million cigars for Cusano. And, wow. And Cusano started making cigars other places. Um, and they were worried that if the Cusano people found a production cheaper or something like that, they may lose six million cigars. Instead of losing, that's a big number. And losing six million cigars, it was better just to take them. Now we own you. You can't go anywhere at that point. And that, that again, I don't know this for sure. That's just my feeling of, of um, what happened there. With the acquisition of Camacho, which is made in a whole different place, made in Honduras, why did they end up doing that? That I have to scratch my head because they not only bought the, the Camacho name, um, they did not buy the tobacco fields, which is owned by the father, so they don't actually own the raw materials. They own the, the factory that makes the cigars, and they could do that anywhere. A, a, uh, even though a Camacho is an all-Honduran product, not necessarily does an all-Honduran product have to be made in Honduras. You know, this is an all-Dominican product, and if they wanted to save some money and, and make uh, the cigar in Honduras with labor costs are less than the Dominican Republic, they send the tobacco down there and make the cigars there, and they could save some money. Who knows? Maybe that's the plan. Now, what about the crops, the plants? Is that ever going to run out? Is that going to be... Uh... <laughs> it's never going to run out. They keep they keep planting, and, uh, you know, some of these people... Well, it's a big process. I can't, you can't yeah. rush the order. That's what I'm no, getting at. No, and, you know, the perfect person for that is... The, the Fuente people that, you know, they typically have eight to ten years worth of tobacco sitting there waiting. Aged. Yeah, and they don't rush out the, the, the uh, when there'll be shortages sometimes, you know. If, if they have uh, so many cigars to go through, um, you'll, you'll see that, you know, why all this time is Opus X still, you know, because the tobacco is the wrapper grown in a certain farm and they only have so many and that's it. And, you know, I, I've said to him before, when I've gone down there, I've seen an airplane hangar basically filled with Opus X. And I said, you know, you see the dating on it and stuff, and this, this date is next week. And I said, just send it. Just send this. It's next week. Just By the time it gets to us, the week is over. He said, if I end up sending this out a week early, then it'll be two weeks early. Then it'll be six months early. Then it'll be a year early. The cigar will change, and that's all there is to it. But... Year after year, the crops change no matter what. So, well, like if it got hit by a hurricane, or even if wherever mm. that that 
or, or um, where the crops are being grown, that government, um, if they decide to get a piece of the action and no, tax the water, tax, tax, tax everything, would that change? Like, uh, I'm just using Fuente as an example. If something happened like that and they had to grow somewhere else, would that change their product? Would that change? Of course. You know, of course, and the it taste does. of the cigar. Of course, and it does. You know? It okay. does. So over the years, uh, cigars have changed many, many, many times. Um, you know, I want to mention uh, this book that we have over here, which is The Cigar Maker. Cigar Maker by Mark Carlos McGinty. He sends some of these uh, books along, and it's it, it's a uh, story about a cigar maker in the turn of the uh, of the century. And uh, it's an awesome book. And I got a couple of, and he just these just came in the Cigar Authority hats. Okay, so I'm gonna have a little contest with you two guys. Okay. Make it official now. We have hats. We have hats. <laughs> so, uh, and, and typically we could do this uh, on the air with a listener or something, but I got you two guys here, so I'm gonna have this contest with you right now. One of you is gonna win the book and the hat, and the other one's gonna win the hat. That'll be the loser. Okay. And uh, we're gonna do. Uh, I don't know if you heard. Tony Curtis died mm-hmm. this week. Tony Curtis. Uh, he died at 85 years old, and um, it got me to think, uh, you know, I thought he was already dead, to tell you the I truth. I did, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, and people didn't know he was an, uh, uh, not only a great actor, but he was an artist, too. Right. That's right. An yep. And, uh, you know, he was in the Boston Strangler. He played Alva DeSalvo and stuff like that. And I thought about it, and I said, geez, as soon as I end up here, and I said, I thought he was dead already. So uh, this is a little game of dead or alive, okay? And you're going to tell me, and I'll put you guys down here. It's going to be tough. Okay. You tell me, and we'll, we'll start with you. We'll start with Slater, and we'll, I'll keep track over here as best I can, okay? Uh, we'll see whoever gets the most correct. And obviously, if you get the answer wrong, you don't get to give the answer because it's either dead or alive. It's yes or no, right? Or true or false. True or false, right. Okay, Slater, we'll start with you. Ernest Borgnine. Do you remember Ernest Borgnine? He was a yes. skipper on McHale's Navy. Dead. Dead, dead or alive? Dead. He'd be so unhappy to hear that because alive. he is alive. So you don't get a, you don't get a point on that. Okay, Fal. Gene Hackman. Alive. Gene Hackman is alive. You get a point. Okay. Robert Duvall. He was in The Godfather. Robert Duvall. You saw him in a lot of uh, movies. Alive. He is alive. We got one to one. Julie Andrews. Alive. You know who she is? She was a singer. Oh, she was in that. Mary uh, Poppins. Mary Poppins, yeah. Mary Poppins. Val gets a point. Willie Mays. Alive. Willie Mays is alive. We got two to two. Say hey, right? Yeah, say hey. Yeah. Uh, Alan Shepard. Who is Alan Shepard? First American in space. Remember Alan Shepard, the astronaut? Commander of Apollo 14. Local guy. He's uh, from New Hampshire. I'll say he's alive. He's from uh, from the Derry area. Really? Yeah. Okay, you say alive? Say alive. I actually went to a high school by there that has a building named after him. And the, the team named Pinkerton Academy in Derry, New Hampshire. Oh, wow. The Astros, named after Alan Shepard. They have the, the Alan B. Shepard building. Okay. Uh, but he died. He died. Just died, didn't he? He died um, in, uh, I don't have the date when he died, no. but at 74. Oh, well, I guess not. Uh, <laughs> must have been his brother I was how, thinking of. How old do you think Ernest Borgnine is? He's in his 90s. Still alive. He's in his 90s. 93. Wow. He was yes, uh, he was on TV the other day, that's why. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Annette Funicello. She's the Musketeer. My question is Slater. Um, you got that wrong, right? Yeah. So Slater. Slater. Annette Funicello from the Musketeers. I think she's dead. 
No, no? She'll, be, she'll be unhappy she's to hear that. She's, she is very old. sick, but she's alive. I remember watching it, too. Yeah? Musketeers. Okay. Um, you know, the new. I just saw the new TV show, by, by the way. I like it very much, Hawaii Five-0. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? Yes. That new one's pretty good. Um, he's dead. Steve McGarrett, which is uh, <laughs> yeah. Jack, Jack Lord. This is, uh, yeah, who's he's this? Dead. this is Jack yeah. Lord's dead. Jack Lord is dead. He died 77. Okay. Make your way ahead. Uh, what do we got? No, three to two, and, and you're up. So you can tie yeah. it up right here. Come on, the pressure's on, Slater. Pressure's yeah. on. Neil Diamond. Alive. Neil Diamond is alive. Okay, uh, he's 69 years old. Uh, Peter, uh, Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton comes alive, rock and roller. Do you feel like I do? I'll say alive. He's alive. He's alive. Uh, staying on the rock and roll, Robert Palmer. Simply irresistible. Addicted to love. I say he's alive. He's dead. Dead. He is dead. So it's dead uh, about a couple of years ago. Yes, he did. You have a heart attack at 54. Tiny Tim, tiptoe to the tulips. He's Who? dead. Tiny Tim's dead. Is it your turn? Yeah. Okay. Tiny Tim is dead. You got it. So we got we got five to three. He's oh, wow. Uh oh, we're moving on. It pressure's on. I want this hat. Yeah. Okay, Slater. Neil Sadaka, singer Neil Sadaka. Uh, what did he write? He, uh, breaking up is hard to do. Calendar girl, laughter in the rain. He's dead. He's alive. Right. I'm killing a lot of people here. You are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're knocking them off. But that's how I felt when, when I heard, you know, hear somebody and say, wow, I thought he already died. Uh, Fats Domino, to you, Fal, is alive. He is alive, 82. He's fat, but he's alive. Must be a cigar smoker. Right. Uh, that's, uh, he's not all cigar smokers, are they? <laughs> they are not. Okay. Uh, how about the original drummer for the Beatles? Who's a Slater? Right. Uh, Pete Best. This is the guy that joined the the the, uh, the Beatles and then quit. Well, I'll say he's alive. He is alive. Okay. Don't kill us too many people. Yeah, man, Six to four. <laughs> Richard, be positive. Richard Dawson. He was the one on uh, Match Game and uh, Family Feud and Hogan's he's Heroes. Alive. He's alive. He's alive. Uh, you must be reading all these globes when they're coming <laughs> off the press, right? Plus <laughs> a globe. Yeah, you read the, read the <laughs> paper. paper. How about uh, Dick Van Dyke? This is the Slater, right? Dick Van Dyke. Died. He's alive. He's alive. He's going to want some off that show just now. Nah, you're killing him. Well, how about Mary Tyler Moore? She's alive. She's alive. You're running away with this thing. Larry Storch. He was Corporal Randolph Agon. Remember him in F Troop? Larry Storch. He's alive. He's alive. Yeah, I grew up with the Irish comics, too. You know, that's the go. old uh, obituary page, you know? <laughs> How about Don Adams? This is the foul. Don Adams. He's he was dead. Maxwell Smart. Yep. He's dead. He's dead. Foul's doing good, man. You know all these guys. Here's a cigar smoker, or was a cigar smoker. This is to you, uh, George Hamilton. Remember George Hamilton? Yeah, he died. He's alive. He's alive? Wow. <laughs> so, well, you kind of threw him off. You said was, so maybe well, not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw you off. Um... He had cigars too. He didn't have a. He had a, a line of cigars. Yes, he for did. Him, right? He's a suntan man. Doesn't he get yeah. to yep. tan? Really tan. tan. He's 71 years old and uh, still smoking. Um, okay, I'm gonna move on to. Uh, is this Fal? Yes. Okay. Um, Jimmy Walker, Kid Dynamite is alive. 
He is alive. All right, we got ten to five. Wow. Any bonus questions? I got a few more. <laughs> I got a few more. Uh, we still have time here. Yeah, I'm just looking here. Um, what about Red Arbeck? Well, we know he's died. So. <laughs> Betty Ford. Betty Ford, the Betty Ford Clinic, the wife of General, yeah. Ger Gerald Ford, not a cigar smoker or never was a cigar smoker, gave up on the narcotics and stuff. <laughs> Is she dead or alive? Who's this? You? Yeah, dead. She's alive. alive. Well, she, wow, the, you kill him off, Slater. He, huh? he, 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 the husband died. The president <laughs> yes. died. Yeah. She's 92. Huh. Um, well, Vice President Spiro Agnew to fail. He's dead. He's dead. Um, how about Nelson Rockefeller? To you, Slater. Dead, fam famous uh, death, infamous death, I should say. Uh, infamous dead. Uh, and how about a foul, um, Walter Mondale? This is oh, he's alive. Vice President Carter. I know, and he ran against Reagan. Uh, well, you already said it. He's alive. He is alive. Yeah. Okay, we're running out. I don't think you can catch up, Slater, but we're going to give it give a try. Uh, Isabel Sanford. She was wheezy on the Jeffersons, all in the family. Alive. She's dead. She's dead, see? You're killing everybody, Selena. <laughs> I know. I was trying to go the other way on some of them, right? Uh, I don't think you can catch up. I'm going to stop That's right, right there. Yeah. I'm going to stop there. So, uh, Slater, you get a hat, and we'll give uh, you the hat and the book here for Fal, and that's Dead or Alive. And uh, have to have a book report on that, you know. Yeah, a book report. <laughs> So uh, let's let's talk uh, about these cigars we smoked today. Well, I uh, I, I like the second one better. Um, I enjoy it. It's very similar to what the Davidoff company's trying to do. Um, but you you guys hit the nail on the head. The, um, uh, the craftsmanship could have been a little bit better. The tobacco's great. Um, it keeps on wanting you to have more of it. Um, I don't know if they could put something in the tobacco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's good, and it's no cheap date, that's for sure. Yeah, um, but the uh, like you said, the construction could be a little bit better. Okay. Yeah, I'd go along with that. It, it, is, a, it is a good tasting cigar. I'm not sure I'd, I'd, I'd buy it again, though. I think I'd rather I'd go more to a Davidoff than I would this. Yeah, it's not quite uh, a Davidoff. Yeah, right, we'll see right. if they improve in any way. Right. They certainly have to do something on the packaging. I love the way it is, but um, the foots are going to be all broken up. Right. There's no doubt about right. it. The first cigar we had, which was Swag, what did you think of that? That was an all-Dominican cigar at about $6. It's a it's a good cigar. It's it's not heavy like they want to proclaim. It's it's a probably medium. It's smooth and for six dollars, it's worth a try. Yeah, that was a nice cigar. It had a nice feel to it, a nice balance to it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think they did a good job. Yeah, and yeah. They, and, and yeah, not to interrupt you, but if you took the labels off these two cigars, I'd bet you nine times out of right. ten you'd pick the swag for right. better looking, and you right. think you'd, that would be the more expensive cigar. Right. You would never think this would be a twenty-dollar cigar. Right. 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 Exactly. So they, they need to to work on that a little bit. I like the cigar. I, I think it needs a a little touch up here and a, maybe a foot band or something so that doesn't happen or whatever. I'm, I'm surprised that the wrapper that isn't silky smooth and stuff. That doesn't mean that it's going to taste uh, bad or anything. It doesn't. It's if very good. If you're going to spend $20, you want something to look nice in your hand. And generally, the people that are spending $20, cigars are the, are the guys or gals that uh, like the finer things in life. Right. Sure. And, sure. and, and you know. Maybe a nice box 
press or something like that. I okay, know. so this was very interesting. So uh, this just shows you there's different people, different walks of life that go in cigar stores and don't feel funny walking into a cigar store and you know don't, don't know the people there. You just sit down with you guys, spark up a conversation, and uh, that's what it is. What it is. You, you'll be you'll be surprised. Uh, I know it's- Salida wanted to give a shout-out to... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What I do, I'm retired now from the high-tech, and I spend most of my time helping veterans at the VA in Bedford. Very nice. And uh, a lot of times I'll have cigars that maybe I don't care for, or I bought, and I bring them over to the veterans, and they really appreciate it. And sure. And because hopefully. of them, we're here smoking cigars. That's exactly That's right. correct. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So. so thanks to all the veterans out there. There's no Thank doubt about it. Thank you to all the veterans. We support you. And yep. Yep. So uh, give a cigar to a veteran. That's a nice thing, right? Yeah, that's a nice, yeah, that's a nice phrase. Why not? Uh, next week, uh, there's new cigars pouring into our cigar stores every day because the trade show happened a, a month or so ago. So the new cigars are starting to come in. There's never been a better time to smoke premium cigars. All the new stuff's coming out, and it's, it's so good. So... Uh, we're going to end up smoking more of them, and we're going to bring uh, two new guest hosts on next week uh, to hopefully join us uh, every Saturday from 12 noon to 2 o'clock. Uh, next week will be a two-guys smoke shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, on the other side over there. And uh, we're going to be joined by 60 military men that are going to come see us, um, uh, and women, actually. Um, every year they do an annual motorcycle ride, and they're going to stop in to see uh, the Cigar Authority and us at Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Seabrook store. So uh, what we have done over there is we put a box there for anybody who wants to donate a cigar to them, and we have uh, hundreds and hundreds of cigars for them uh, to send overseas. That's so great. they're going to do that. So anybody who wants to stop by uh, this week, the Seabrook store, before um, they come pick it up, or by all means come by on Saturday, see the show, and see uh, the 60 military folks that are going to be there. Um, we'll uh, definitely have um, cigars for them. Um, and uh, thank them for their service. There's no doubt about it. Without them, we have no cigars. We have no country. So uh, um, uh, I enjoyed it very much. Thank you very much. It was good. Thank you. Nice meeting you, Slater. Support your troops and fight the cigar attack. Absolutely. So thanks for listening to Cigar Authority, everybody. Uh, My name's David Garofalo, and join us every week from 12 noon to 2 o'clock. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Bye, folks. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. 
Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven!